Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Broncos country. I'm Lori Lattimore Volkman, and this is the Roundup. Today, I have a very special guest and good friend, Ron Katz. He's a true diehard, even named the 2021 NFL Fan of the Year. He's a longtime season ticket holder, a great advocate for all things Broncos, which we're going to talk about today, and the guy responsible for getting me into the inner circle at the 2019 NFL Draft. Woohoo! All right. Thank you, Ron, for joining me. Thanks, Lori. It's so good to see you again. We had some crazy good adventures in 2019 Nashville. <laughs> I was actually going to try to wear the hat on the show, but it takes up my whole screen. <laughs> so, you know, I was Broncos 2021 fan of the year. I was one of 32. I, I wasn't the overall NFL, but I think you're the NFL fan of the year. So that's what we're going to make you. Okay. <laughs> Go Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. So obviously you are a big fan of Randy Gratishar. Huge advocate for Broncos in the Hall of Fame. So many understand why Randy Gratishar is the greatest linebacker in history and should be in the Hall of Fame. But many of our younger viewers may not quite understand just why he's so important to the game. So if you could tell us, give us your elevator speech, why should Randy Gratishar be in the Hall of Fame? Well, well, first, Lori, for those who never had the privilege of watching him play, I would ask you a rhetorical question. Tell me the Broncos defensive players who have won NFL defensive player of the year. Was it Von Miller, 
Champ Bailey, Carl Mecklenburg, Randy Gratishar. Well, obviously, it was Randy Gratishar, and it was not any of the others. In fact, Randy, in a 10-year career, nine years starting, and those nine starter years, four of those years, he received votes for Defensive NFL Player of the Year, finished third once the Orange Crush 77 year, where he shared votes with some teammate. And <laughs> 1978, he was NFL Defensive Player of the Year. That's pretty impressive. Four out of nine starter years. Now, take those nine years. And, it, and if you said, is a player great? Because he had great impact. If you saw him play, he did. We all believe that. I have my orange color glasses on, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. But the other part of that is, think of all pro, which is a very important honor. And for a position where there's only one, middle linebacker, inside linebacker, where it's only one slot. And then think of Pro Bowl. It, now it's not like the 10th alternate gets, you know, orange slices. This is when your peers voted on it. And so if you combine all that, take the AP All Pros, the Sporting News All Pro, the one other year, and the and Pro Bowl, eight of the nine years starting. That's like close to 89%. 90% of his years in the NFL were with that kind of level of honor. No one from the Orange Crush is in the Hall of Fame. You can't just say that because, you know, every team, every fan base has five guys they want in, okay? But if you look at that more analytically, as not a Broncos fan, there were five iconic defenses in the 70s. It was a, that was an era of defense. The Broncos Orange Crush is the only one not in. The voters have a very difficult job. Every year, every time they meet, they're looking at a bunch of guys who are all Hall of Famers. They're all great players, and you could put them all in. Go take a look at any game that Randy played and watch what he did because he played the same every single time that he was out there. He is without a doubt a surefire Hall of Fame player. Look at, I mean, look at some of his numbers. I would say if Randy Gratishar played on the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New York Giants or somewhere on the East Coast, he'd have been a first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. And here's another kind of crazy stat that someone gave me a few weeks ago. You take the first 35 Super Bowls, okay? 70 teams. Now, yeah, some teams made it more than once, right? 70 teams, 69 of them have at least one Pro Football Hall of Famer, the 77 Broncos, and their best player, Randy Gratishar, not in the Hall of Fame. So that's just astounding. What we designed was a defense where Randy's such a great tackler that if we clear a way for him to get to the ball carrier, he's going to make the tackle. Most of the time, my kind of tackling is just bring that ball carrier down no matter how you can do it. The real great hit, that only comes maybe half a dozen times within a ball player's career. Over the course of 10 seasons, Gratishar racked up a mind-boggling 2,049 tackles, 20 interceptions, and 13 fumble recoveries. You know, I don't know if you are aware, Randy has an interesting tackle total. Official yeah. numbers, 1339, but Joe Collier, his... Former defensive coordinator and loyal coach knew throughout the years the stat, the stat sheets and the the game sheets were not not necessarily robust consistently, and so he yeah. counted about fifty percent more tackles or assistant tackles or whatever. But you can't do that because you have 
so many other players who aren't in the Hall of Fame, what if their assistant coaches did the same thing? There's no way to make it apples to apples, but it demonstrates the love of him, his impact, and, you know, how how great a player that he was. Randy Gratishar's legacy is one of toughness, leadership, and tenacity. He led the team in tackles for nine consecutive seasons. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, and to this day is the only Bronco ever to win Defensive Player of the Year. I'd like to be remembered for being a, a well-informed ball player, a ball player who gave that... I don't hear 110% today, but we used to say given 110%. Randy Gratishar never missed a practice, was always attentive in meetings, not only asked questions, but shared information. He made a number of outstanding plays at crunch time. That's what the great players do. Help us understand the process and the timeline. It's not a bias against the Broncos. It's just an omission with how the process used to be. And it has improved quite a bit, but there's a backlog in seniors. Now, the one thing to keep in mind, the Hall of Fame was founded in 1963. Now, you remember, we just had the 100th anniversary of the NFL. I believe it was 2019, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're you're talking about um, like just, you know, 40 plus years into the sport. And there's some stuff that happened earlier, like Jim Thorpe and others, right? So there's always been a little bit of a backlog. And the modern, the folks, once you retire five years into it, then you become eligible for the Hall of Fame for 20 years. If you don't get selected by that t- 25 years after retiring, you go into the seniors pool. Some great players have gone into that. Albert Lewis just recently. So you have a lot of people in that seniors category and you could close your eyes and pick any of those names out of the 30 or so. And you could make a very good case for them. Some better than others, but those all had spectacular careers here. If you go into seniors, or contributors, such as a coach, such as an owner, and others. You have a committee of nine, or used to be, and only five voted. And then you pretty much have a different five of that nine-member committee voting the next year. So you you would have like one group of candidates this year, and then one group of candidates next year in the same seniors or, or contributors area that were completely different from each other. Like, and Mr. B was a finalist in 2017. He was like one vote away is my understanding. In 2018, he wasn't even considered. 2019, slam dunk along with Gil Brandt. A lot of us petitioned the new president of the Hall of Fame, Jim Porter, and, and who worked with the board of the Hall of Fame to make seniors have more than one candidate every year. So last year, what they did with seniors is Ken Riley. 65 interceptions, second all-time among cornerbacks to Night Train Lane. And Joe Klecko, he was also Defensive Player of the Year, very dominant for the Jets. They were the two finalists from the previous two years of those five members of the nine. And you can debate their merits, but I think they said, let's clean it up. Let's get the past, some closure on the past. Let's focus on the future. Chuck Howley, great Cowboys linebacker. The only 
MVP of a Super Bowl of a team that lost. He's been waiting 45 years. Randy's, by comparison, 35. <laughs> Chuck's 86 years old, not in great health. Very, very valid for the Hall of Fame and deserving. I was actually happy he made it last year. The good news is, as part of this new process, there are 12 members voting. In fact, I would tell you something too. Jack Silverstein, who's with a group that I'm part of with historians, fans of the Hall of Fame, and just those of us who love the sport and want the Hall of Fame to be better and try to advocate for players, not on our own teams even, but just greatness. He just came up with a proposal that Clark Judge, who is one of the selectors and has a talk of fame uh, website, podcast, he just published Jack's open letter to the Hall of Fame asking that Randy, Bob, and Sterling be part of the selectors this year for next year and that whoever the three runners up are, are considered for the the year after. It's a big deal. And my goal for the last four years plus has been to get his name out there for his attributes, for his impact. And, and we're getting there. We're very, very close. On August 21st, the seniors committee will vote. And we are hoping, hoping for some good news. <laughs> I know you spend a lot of your year at different NFL events. And if you, you, no matter what the, the theme, whether it's the draft or the Super Bowl or, you know, anything else, you're showing up with your jersey on and all your gear and making sure that even at those events where it's not a focus on the Hall of Fame, you're making people pay attention to the Hall of Fame. It started out in 2001. I thought, boy, wouldn't it be really cool to go to New Orleans for Super Bowl week? Super Bowl week looks so much fun. Weekend looks so much fun. And then I figured out a way to do it when the date was changing, sadly, because of 9-11. And then it's morphed into 17 of the last 22 years. <laughs> and then, then 25 of these events total. I just hit that with the draft in Kansas City. Right. Um, I've been to two combines and that's been really good too for networking because the great Peter King has these events that are for charity at their nominal cost and you get a chance to network and socialize and they appreciate those media folks who are there. They appreciate people who have a passion for the game like they do. Now, yeah. as far as Rand Randy's concerned, there's a, in anyone who's in Denver, um, there's a great fan club that dates back to the early 60s called the Denver Broncos Quarterback Club. And they have some of the alumni as guests. Um, they also have tickets to games and things like that. It's a good group of folks who really are part of the Broncos history in this uh, electronic and, you know, social media world. Randy was their guest in 2019. I had just come back from the Super Bowl in Atlanta week. Oh, and on the Super Bowls, I've only been to two games and I won, I won tickets both times. Once in New York for David Beckham underwear contest in H and M. I have no shame. And, uh, <laughs> and then as part of fan of the year, but, but here's the fun part. I came back from Super Bowl week. I didn't doubt that champ Bailey was not going to get in, but I heard rumblings that maybe he wouldn't be first ballot as you know, the way Shannon Sharp had to wait or DeMarcus right. Ware had to wait. And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> so I, I, and he's from Georgia, he, you know, obviously played at Georgia. So I'm rocking my stuff for him. And then we got the good news and I, and thank you to Patrick Smythe 
who pull somehow pulled it off so I could see Mr. B's children and champ on stage at NFL honors to see that that was just chilling remarkable so I get back from that and Randy's there he's one of my favorite players of all time even when I didn't live in Denver you just see this guy making play after play you think he was in on every play even if he didn't make the play yeah and it was always big games that he did it in um so I asked him a question about the hall of fame and how what his thoughts were and you could just tell he was very disappointed but he knew the career he had he knew the type of man he is as far as uh, making a difference in volunteering and in other people's lives. And at the end of it, I just defiantly said, don't worry about it. If I have anything to do with it, you're going to get in, just watch. And I know he looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's seen me a few other times where I think he thinks, okay, yeah, this is just a fan. What, what the heck's he going to do for Terrell Davis? I remember getting into a, oh, some words with someone from the Hall of Fame who was at a table at Super Bowl Experience, and I said something about Terrell Davis's stats. If you double his playoff stats, you're talking about 2,300 plus yards, 16 touchdowns, no, 24 touchdowns. I'm sorry, and in in a full 16 game season, based on right. playoffs and and how head-to-head against Curtis Martin and um, Jerome Bettis in AFC championship games, he annihilated them. Like if you look at, I know it's a team game and this guy like puffy chest, veins sticking out, got like, he'll never be in the hall of fame. A day later, we got an announcement that yes, he was. When I go to the gold jacket dinner on the Friday night, yes, I'm going to wear this. And then I have a new shirt, a new t-shirt. It has, kind of a Leroy Neiman uh, story of a picture of Randy on the front and, and one of the quotes about him and then Randy's accomplishments on the back. I'll be Gratishire 24 seven, you know, and you're wondering why is that guy doing that? (laughs) And and with Randy in particular, those who know football beyond the last 20 years will say, Oh, I thought he was already in the hall of fame. How can that not be? And a lot of the selectors believe that as well. You never know who you're going to speak with. I'll give you a story from Arizona Super Bowl week. I went to NFL Live. Dan Orlovsky, I gave him the little handout that I've had for a while. And he asked me about him. Well, tell me about him. Like what made him great? And so I said, he he was one of those guys who jump up to the line of scrimmage and stop a fourth and short or a third down play or, or key running play where it looked like he was in pass coverage. And then other times it looks like, okay, he's going to bite on the run. And then the next thing you know, he's deflecting the ball in the secondary or deflecting the ball off Carl Mecklenburg, it popping up to him for a 93-yard touchdown. Right. So so, so people want to know. And, and the other part of my process, in the beginning, I was very much like a lot of people in Broncos country are. Let me just tag every Hall of Fame voter and say, <laughs> you know, you dirty, rotten scoundrel, you better put Randy in. You hate us. It hurts me that Randy's not in. But you have to understand, they're doing the best they can do. And negative social media, calling name calling, it only causes pushes them away or it doesn't help the cause. A lot of what I learned after Centennial Committee, when they had 10 seniors, and five contributors, 15 in 2020, with the NFL's 100th anniversary, 
guess what? None of those 15 had careers primarily west of the Mississippi or Dallas. I mean, it just, it was inconceivable. So I, I was mad as heck and I was not going to take it. But then I talked to a lot of people who are historians or who are like super fans of the hall of fame, not, not waving pom-poms, but like who know the process. Um, there's some historians who post things on Twitter with that are just incredible research and comparisons of things that, that you would never think of. And I've just used them as a sounding board. I've asked them about Randy. They're, they're now biggest advocates for him. I've worked with other fan bases, Cincinnati, Oakland, well, not Oakland. Well, Oakland Raiders in terms of their all-time greats um, and, and <laughs> oh, some wow. other fan bases to support one another's great players. I was a big Don Coriel fan, um, Tom Flores, Cliff Branch, you know, with the Boulder connection, like, this is about the legacy of our sport. It's not, it's well beyond Broncos or Randy Gratishar or Louie Wright or Tombstone Jackson or some of these other guys who could be valid candidates. But it's just, we need to just keep the awareness out there. It's so, so important. But there's been a lot of challenges through the years. And the key is getting his name out there, being positive. You know, not woe be Denver or anything like that. It's not that at all. He just fell through the cracks and, but he's got the credentials better than some of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame. And you just want to, you know, take the ball and get it in the end zone for him. And he's from Warren, Ohio. He, he was born in Warren, Ohio, went to high school not too far. And also, I don't know if you know this, guess where he went to college? I do, Ohio State. The Ohio State University <laughs> and the great Woody Hayes called him the greatest linebacker he's ever coached. I really hope that 2024 is his year when the seniors committee votes. He deserves this. I, you want a funny story? I, uh, 2019, I, I told you I met him. So I'm at the last game of the year against the Lions. And I was sick as a dog. But I had a first row seat to that last game. Last game of the season. No playoffs for the Broncos. First row. And I'm like, I'm going to get this sucker on TV. And, you know, if someone sees Gratishar Hall of Fame, heck yeah, right? right. So I'm, I'm tweeting away something from, from warm-ups or maybe a picture of me with a sign. I, I, someone taps me. I'm not paying attention and said, who is this Gratishar person? Well, it's Randy Gratishar. <laughs> He's, <laughs> he, he works for the NFL checking uniforms between, before games for code specific to NFL standards. And, and, and so he's got a good sense of humor about it. I know he appreciates it. It's something that's very emotional to him. I know I brought a sign to training camp in 2021, maybe. And you could tell it meant a lot that people were trying last year. I got into camp and I had my orange crazy stuff from head to toe. I got past the gate where they, and putting stuff back in my bag after security, you know, did their thing with me and I get yeah. a tap on the shoulder. I look up and it's a great one. Oh, that's a great so, story. So he's just a good man. You just want good, the good news to finally come. It's just about this man getting the honors that he deserves. Ron, it has been my extreme pleasure to have you on and to talk to you about Randy Gratishar. So 
Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you giving me the platform to tell all about Randy and, and why he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Um, I will say, too, you can probably see on the screen, my Twitter is Ron, and then the letter N, and then Cap Hill, all one word. And and also, I'm going to give a quick plug to Not In Hall of Fame. Great group. And if anyone's interested in advocating for the Hall of Fame in the big picture beyond just Broncos, it's a great group, and it's really insightful. If there's anything I can do to rocket for Randy, <laughs> I'll be at the first day, the first Saturday of training camp with the same stuff. Um, we will get this done for him. We will get this done for him. I mean, please put him in. <laughs> please let please let August 21st be the day, um, and 2024 be the year for Randy Gratishar. And thank you so much. Oh. Gratishar for PFHOF. I love it. Maybe someday it's going to happen, but uh, it's something that um, they just kind of wait each year to see if the name comes up and uh, if uh, the committee decides on doing that. I'm just grateful and, again, feel blessed that I had the opportunity to play in the NFL and for the Denver Broncos. Hello, Seniors Committee members. Thank you for all that you are doing to preserve the great legacy of pro football. And I wanted to tell you about Randy Gratishar. Maybe some things you weren't aware of. First off, Orange Crush defense was right up there with Purple People Eaters, Doomsday, Steel Curtain, and No Name in the 70s, right? All of those defenses have a member in the Hall of Fame. Randy was not only the best player on that Orange Crush defense, the best player on his team, the best player at his position, which is very relevant in the selections this year. He was great. He was in a class with Dick Buckus, Jack Lambert, and Mike Singletary, who were the ones who got all-decade honors. Ten years, nine years starting, well, nine and a half. Eight of those nine years, all pro or pro bowl, by any accounts, is greatness. Defensive player of the year for the entire league in 1978, received votes three other times, and finished third once else. He's a humble man, too. He's not one to self-promote. I know some things have backfired, like a position coach trying to make the case with some new stats. It was met with the best intentions. It was nothing that Randy came up with. And it's sad to see all the posthumous inductions in recent years. Randy just got into his 70s, and it'll be great to see him celebrate this honor with his family as he's been eligible for 35 years going to 2023. So please and thank you and thank you for all that you do for the legacy of this great sport.